Welcome to the 74 and West Exclusives Podcast. On this episode, we tackle a topic that touches pretty much every single one of us directly, but that most of us don't really know much about. Because the thing is, we know what ads are, we know what tech is, but what is this industry, this space, this thing called ad tech? Here to talk shop, to tell us about her own career, and to demystify ad tech, I'd like to welcome our guest. Crystal Eastman, and I'm the head of global marketing at the Trade Desk, which is the largest independent demand side platform for digital advertising. Now, throughout this interview, we cover a lot of different topics. We cover her own career trajectory, which is interesting. We cover uh, privacy concerns as it pertains to your presence online and many other things. But I think the best place to start here is with the most basic, fundamental question. What is ad tech? Put simply... Ad tech is just technology that helps brands reach their target audience with the stories they want to tell via advertisements. And throughout the history of advertising, uh, I think it's been more of an art than a science. And we all know the stories of the great brands and their amazing award-winning television commercials and, and how they arrived at them by just having the instinct, just, just knowing you know, that it was going to work and taking a leap of faith. Um, but with the continuous advancements in ad tech, we're really able to make uh, this more of an exact science um, uh, to, to really bring the art to life. And while 30 years ago, you know, you may have had to guess where your target audience was and buy a billboard, you know, thinking, you know, that they were going to drive past that, you know, at a certain time of the day. Um, now, you know, we're making most of these decisions um, based on, you know, bulletproof data, um, if not knowing exactly, you're at least informing, you know, everything that you're doing by a data-driven hypothesis. And um, every day it's becoming closer to a certainty. Um, and that's what we're really trying to do at the trade desk and across the ad tech industry overall, trying to make every dollar spent on advertising by a brand the smartest dollar possible. And to really make those dollars smart, the technology itself has to be smart. In terms of allowing advertisers to reach their target audience, this tech is very, very smart. We're not just talking basic demographics like women ages 22 to 35 or retired men. Ad tech allows advertisers to get highly specific. To the extent that humanity is increasingly more connected, um, it's also increasingly easier you know, to recognize um, attributes you know, in, in, in people. So advertisers are able to get very granular um, with the complexion of the audience that they want to connect with, um, both based on their own data. You know, if I'm a, a, a toothbrush brand advertiser and I have my own data on who buys my product um, and also merging that with data that's available via third party sources um, to really you know, create those like overlap graphs and, and try to get at that target audience. And just to talk a little bit about um the trade desk, you know, the, the, the company itself. It, if I'm an ad agency or a buyer of ad space, I can, it, my understanding is I can go on your platform, which is called the DSP or demand side platform, and put in my requirements and have my ad show up in particular places. So on people's cell phones, um, uh, on their TVs that are connected, uh, you know, with like an Apple TV or Roku or, or something like that. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So our, our platform sees about 13 million ad impressions, which are like individual opportunities to buy a digital ad per second. So 13 million per second 
there's a lot of opportunity um, to be able to reach your target audience. And, and we aim you know, to make that greater every day. Uh, you know, we stand for the open internet, which really is a way of democratizing uh, access you know, to the ad ecosystem across the world. And, and we're constantly um, you know, working with new partners to just make as much available you know, as possible on the platform so that you know, every brand, large and small, whether they're working with a media agency or, or maybe are too small you know, to be working with a media agency, um, can, can do so. And, and everybody has equal access. That, I mean, that is like almost hard to even conceive of. Is that this has to be somewhat of a new phenomenon, right? Like doing volume like this, correct? Well, you know, it is. It's staggering if you think about it, you know, compared to the way we operated, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, j just like I, I always think about earlier in my career when um, I started out more on the user experience side of marketing. And I recall designing like first generation online banking accounts and and we we were really nervous that nobody would ever log into anything you know like no nobody will do this nobody's ever going to remember a password it's it's impossible to get them off the customer service center um so i i really think of the scale of, of digital advertising the same way where you know if you compare it to how we started it's shocking um but then you realize i mean it's it's been happening all the time and every day um Consumers across the world are increasingly more connected. You know, everybody has multiple devices. We're all consuming so much information, um, both professional and personal, uh, over the open internet all day, every day, and sometimes way too late into the night when we should be sleeping and putting our devices away, you know, for our own health and well-being. But it, it's that constant connectivity um, that, that is continuously growing the scale of the ability to reach consumers with advertising. So when you've got you've got these millions of ads, you know, being placed in your platform every second, um, this this is all done then with algorithms. So I mean, to go back to this idea of I run a business and I'd like to reach people who are ages 25 to 35 have gone to college, have, you know, kids, um, there's not someone at the trade desk going like, Oh, you know what, got the perfect place for you to for, to put your ads, we're going to put it X, Y, and Z. The, the, the human element in terms of that, uh, selecting the target, serving it up, is that, am I correct to assume that's been eliminated and this is done algorithmically? Um, yes and no. So it's, it's very similar to the stock market, I guess, would be the, the right way to picture it. I mean, there's not a trading floor with, you know, people screaming at each other and handing papers back and forth. But humans are still very much, you know, at the core of how the platform works, both on the side of our clients, you know, and with our employees at the trade desk. I mean, the humans set the guardrails that inform all of the algorithms and every campaign has its own goals. Um, the audience complexion, as you've been describing with, you know, the, the 24 to 35 year olds, I mean, that's all human driven. And then the algorithms simply execute um, and with a straight through process, it's very efficient. And, you know, the algorithms can also um, highlight and suggest if, if, if AI identifies opportunities that they think are worth considering um, for, for the humans. Um, so it's, it's very much a, a, a collaborative process uh, between the technology and the algorithms and then um, the marketers uh, who are using the platform. Thinking about the trade desk in terms of an exchange, right? You've got the buy side, you've got the sell side. Is that is that right? 
Well, um, at the trade desk, we, our clients are exclusively um, on the buy side. Um, so we represent brand advertisers and their agencies um, that you know work together on our platform. Um, we actually don't sell um, any media in a we don't own any media in a traditional sense. Um, so on the sell side, you know our aim is to partner you know as broadly as possible so that our our, our core clients on the buy side have access you know, to as much as possible as efficiently as possible. Um, as transparently as possible um, to really get at that democratized access. Um, but we are exclusively on the buy side. So just to be clear, while your clients are the people placing the ads, part of the trade desk's job is giving them a multitude of websites and TV providers and so on where their ads can appear, which means establishing tons of partnerships with those media sellers? You know, I think I mentioned the open internet uh, earlier, you know, and this is really at the core of our of our brand purpose is to make everything as open as possible. So, you know, we do our best to partner um, far and wide. Um, it's incredibly important to our core clients on, on the buy side that we're continuously innovating. Are there 12 million ads per second actually being delivered to all of these different outlets every every second? Or is the space just being purchased? And then the handshake between the ad buyer and the ad seller and then they'll have to get together later to figure out a handoff of the actual commercial that'll appear in the outlet at the specified times. Oh, no, yeah, it is, it's 13 million ads and it's in real time. So, you know, our platform um, trades exclusively digital ads. So um, if you can visualize yourself watching one of your favorite programs on connected TV and, uh, you know, a commercial break coming, um, there's actually real-time bidding happening right then and there, where many different yeah, advertisers on our platform are all saying, I want David. I, I've got the perfect story you know, to surface up for David right at this time. Wow. I mean, that is, that is incredible to think of that. It really is amazing, you know, and as a as a career marketer, you know, that wakes up every day to try to be the best marketer I can be. And, you know, just all, all I do, my purpose, you know, is to try to do better marketing, you know, every day. It's so thrilling. So I have to ask, I mean, um, then this phenomenon that we, uh, I feel like more and more of us have encountered. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, my wife and I, we do a sort of a date night every every week, even though it's the pandemic and we can't leave, you know, sort of the kids, they go downstairs, they have a slumber party, they get to sleep over, and we go upstairs, put on records and have a cocktail and, you know, get to pretend like we're on, an, on a date, you know, just talk. And so, you know, we do those things, talk about like, boy, you know, where would we like to travel when this is all over? Or, you know, I was thinking about getting these shoes or whatever, and then invariably what kind of an ad do we get <laughs> do we get served the next time we open our phone and are scrolling through Instagram or something like that is an ad for that exact destination or for that those exact shoes. So I guess the first question is, is that that really is a thing, right? <laughs> and also <laughs> is is that ad tech or is that something different? 
So first of all, David, I'm so impressed with your date night tradition, and I am really going to have to take this back to my um, two little roommates that are 11 and, and 8 and see if I can't also socially distance from them one night a week to have my <laughs> adult time. So thank you so much for inspiring me with a, uh, an opportunity to optimize my, my pandemic lifestyle. Um, but back to, you know, the question about ad tech. Um, so no, you know, we're not listening uh, to, you know, private discussions. And, and I, I know privacy is one of the hottest topics for our generation um, to tackle, you know, as, as humans and, and certainly everybody in the ad tech space is at the core of needing to find you know, solutions uh, for, for this very, very meaty, you know, issue across the globe. But no, we're not listening. Um, but, you know, we are just so connected as as humans and consumers now that I don't think we realize um, the the breadcrumbs, the digital breadcrumbs that we're leaving everywhere we go. I mean, your phones are always with us, and every time somebody tells us, "Oh, hey, have you heard about this restaurant?" or "Have you? I got these new shoes." It's it's so rote for us to just whip out our phone and search for it. Um, the other part of it is, you know, we we do live in herds, you know, your friends are going on cruises uh, every year, or your friends are all, you know, eating at this particular, you know, restaurant or buying from a certain brand, you're much more likely to be interested in doing those same types of travel behaviors or same types of purchasing behaviors. So sometimes when you're receiving an ad, you might think somebody was listening to you, but really, you know, they, we are just able to connect you with a relationship graph with your friends and, and your, your network. And, and they're the ones that are doing the searching behavior. And um, it's a way for brands to recognize that you might also you know, be interested in that sort of a content. So if I'm understanding correctly, the, the answer there is no, you're not listening. But yes, that is ad tech. Yes. As people, are we way more predictable than maybe we even think we are? To some extent, I mean, I, I, I view it more as a jumping off point um, to understanding what might be relevant to you. It's, we're not 100% predictable. We are unique. Um, and that's why, you know, constant innovation on the algorithms and the ad tech inventory are all important because we, we, we do still have, you know, our unique flavors and we are changing and growing and evolving, you know, all of the time. So, it's, you know, it's important to, to use that data. Um, to iterate uh, and and get more relevant, you know, for for each of your your target audience members. But yeah, there's there's a lot, you know, that's common, and um, you know, we we talk a lot about how it makes people uncomfortable sometimes when they feel that they're being targeted too specifically, and that's something that we work really hard on at the trade desk. Um, you know, it's it's uh, core. Uh, to, to our focus every day to continuously find that balance and make sure that consumers feel their privacy is being respected and protected. Um, certainly on our platform, and, and uh, I, I, this is a hot topic as in the history overall, but think about what it would be like if no, tar no um, relevance was factored in to advertising. And let's say you're, you're a vegetarian and you're constantly getting targeted by Omaha steaks and how that might not just annoy you, but offend you, um, you know, and there's, there's all sorts of you know, things like that where um, we, we do hope 
you know, at the end of the day, our goal is to make every consumer's ad viewing experience very pleasant. And we hope it makes their life more convenient by, um, you know, continuously giving them information that they might be um, looking for subconsciously or, or, or overtly um, to make their next important purchase decision. It is really interesting that you say that because there has got to be this sort of uh, sweet spot, you know, Yes, give me things, show me things that are familiar enough and interesting enough to me that they're intriguing, but not so specific that they kind of freak me out a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you know, it's a fine line. And I would say the line is constantly evolving, you know, which is why um, we at the Trade Desk spend so much time, you know, on this on this issue. It's it's a it's not a. Uh, a line that we can afford to get wrong. And, um, you know, we're also finding that the line is different, you know, across the globe. This is this is an area where um, audiences in the U.S. and audiences in the U.K. and audiences in China all feel a little bit differently. And it's important that we, um, you know, evolve the guardrails of our platform to, to continuously meet that need, you know, as that line changes. And I think part of it is very much about education because, you know, along with the incredible convenience and, and just like power of all of the information that we have access to with our constantly connected um, lifestyle now also comes, you know, a lot of anxiety for our digital identity. And, you know, nobody needs, no advertiser needs your social security number and probably doesn't even need your birthday or any, you know, significant personally identifying information. And we don't, we don't capture, you know, these sorts of things and we don't need them in order to know that you're not a vegetarian, you know, to try to, you know, make your ad experience more relevant. But, you know, consumers across the globe are, are confused and afraid about the difference between these different types of aspects of their digital identity um, and so one of our key things uh, that we focus on is just continuing to try to explain the difference, explain what's being captured, how it's being used, and also um, on a continuous basis to give consumers more and more control um, to opt in or out you know, of various things um, so that we're not making all of the decisions for them. Nobody should be making the decisions for them where, where the line is you know, of their, of their comfort um, in protecting their digital identity. And we, we want um, consumers to have more granular control. These privacy concerns that are obviously you know, top of mind for everyone. Um, and and I, there is this thing going on in the news right now um, between uh, Apple and Facebook, how they're sort of publicly feuding, right? Um, they're, uh, you know, Facebook wants you to kind of consent to giving some data and, you know, or to letting you be tracked or whatever it is. But that's to make sure that you're getting the most relevant ads and it's not a privacy issue. They're not spying on you. And Apple is sort of saying, you know, hey, we're going to, we want to, warn you ahead of time and you've got to opt into this. You don't, you don't have to do this. And I think, um, how much is this part of your thinking? Um, and how much do, does like that, that Apple Facebook feud, how much is that part of your world right now? Yeah. So, I mean, generally we applaud what all of the companies are doing, you know, to try to solve this problem, you know, and it's a, it's a moving target. Um, you know, we, all of us need to do a better job of informing consumers what's happening, you know, in the, in the digital marketplace. And there is a quid pro quo of the internet that can't be denied. You know, ads 
are part of how all of this incredible content that powers our lives is is either free or affordable to consumers. So we we need to find a way to make it work. Otherwise, you know, journalism you know won't be funded, or you know some of these like on demand content and things that that we're all you know used to uh, enjoying every every day um, will become unaffordable uh, to you know significant portions of consumers, and and none of those are acceptable outcomes either. Um, so we have to find a way to make this work. Um, we believe the answer is increased transparency in like a human, plain speaking way um, to help everybody realize you know what data is being shared and and give them you know some level of a control and um, opting in or out. Uh, personally, I think it was a, a great thing when Apple made a separate opt-in for location data, you know, on their phone and you know on each app basis, like it's very clear, like why you should opt in, well, why, why, there, why there's an option, you know, for, for opting in and what clear benefits you get as a consumer if you opt in. I think that's an example of when things are working well because it helps you with, you know, your map or you're ordering food or finding something, you know, that's nearby you. There's a, a really significant an immediate consumer benefit um, to that data exchange, you know, right there. Um, but, you know, for the rest of the open internet, we still have so much more work to do um, on making that data exchange clear and, you know, giving consumers the control that they expect. So you're, you're a marketer. Um, is there a particular challenge in marketing to marketers? I mean, in other words, your main audience is basically extremely savvy marketing and advertising people who know how the game works. Um, so does that change your approach to, to telling your story, to telling the story of the trade desk? It's a, it's a very interesting challenge that personally I find it very fulfilling because the trade desk exists um, to help marketers do better marketing. So mostly I just geek out all day. Um, knowing that I'm solving for things that I'd always wished that I could do, you know, things that were, you know, frustration points, you know, for me at various, uh, uh, you know, points in my career. And it's, it's just so exhilarating. Um, but fundamentally, you know, you have to get inside marketers' brains and understand what's important to them. Marketers are creative. And they're hard to impress, you know, because they're they're the ones making, you know, the the incredible ads. So it's important that as as we show up as the trade desk in marketing, that we also um, show up bold and creative. Um, we worked with BBH Agency on developing our Media for Humankind platform, and uh, you know, I love it. It's such an unexpected way for a tech company to show up with this purpose statement of Media for Humankind. Um, it's bold, it's empathetic, and it's so true, you know, to the core of what we do. Um, we stand for the open internet and for making um, advertising accessible to, you know, brands everywhere, as well as ensuring that brands are connecting in a way that's, you know, engaging and relevant, you know, for, for the consumer. Like, ultimately, um, all ads should be good for everyone. Um, in order for the ad ecosystem to work. So this this purpose statement of media for humankind um, is a great example of how, yes, we do market differently because we're marketing to marketers. You left BlackRock to take up the role at, at the trade desk. So um, I'm just curious, what do you see as the key differences when it comes to marketing and financial services versus ad tech now, where you, where you are now? Well, to some extent, I found them to be very similar, 
in that financial services instruments, similar to you know this robust discussion we've been having about ad tech, um, can they can both be very esoteric and hard, you know, for for the target customer to understand. And you know, in financial services, it was extremely important to learn how to communicate clearly, you know, with with customers. And every every human in the whole globe um, has a critical need for financial services. Uh, and to be able to explain to them, you know, how interest rates work, or you know, why savings are important, and and those concepts, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's very mission-driven work um, to help humans, you know, live secure financial lives, and it's really important to get to get the marketing and communications right to empower them with the information that they need to make smart financial decisions. Um, so, you know, in that aspect, you know, coming over to ad tech, I feel financial services really prepared me well um, for needing to like break down and simplify and humanize these relatively complex topics like real-time bidding and programmatic guarantees and you, you know uh, you could talk for years <laughs> about you know the complexities of these things but in order for um, marketers to get value you know out of the services we provide it's all about you know simplifying. Um, and, and serving it up to them, you know, bite-sized in, in, in education, you know, that helps them be the best marketer that they can be. Um, as far as, uh, you know, other other benefits, um, you know, certainly things move a lot faster in ad tech, and I've found that incredibly exciting. Um, I think I've been at the trade desk about nine, nine months now, and like the number of, of new initiatives that have popped up and um, you know strategic uh, priorities that have you know in incremental ones that have popped up over over nine months. It's certainly a pace that I never saw before. The trade desk is doing something that that is directly impacting a lot of people, um, which is which is a uh, kind of significant to think about, right? We certainly like to think so. I mean, that's really what our core mission is all about: media for humankind. We believe um, that advertising, when done right, you know, powers, you know, the open internet and, and makes it so, you know, information and content is democratized and accessible, you know, by consumers. Um, and then also brands, you know, have, have access um, to grow, you know, in, in healthy and, and relevant ways with, you know, whoever they're targeting. So we, we really believe that when we, when we get it right, um, and we try every day to get it more right, um, that, that we are, you know, making the world better, you know, through media for humankind. Well, thank you for joining us on the 74 and West Exclusives podcast. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, been, it's been wonderful to chat. Thanks so much for having me. And if any of the listeners would like some more information, please visit us at thetradedesk.com. And thank you for listening. My guest today was Crystal Eastman from The Trade Desk. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends, of course. Visit us online at 74andwest.com. That's 74andwest.com. See you next time.